When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is December 23rd, 2019, the night before, the night before Christmas. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast covering Monday Night Raw. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, and it's just us tonight. Oh, and there's the lovely Mrs. Morgan. <laughs> How jealous are you husbands out there right now? You always shed game like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Your wives are punching you all in the arm right now. <laughs> uh, my wife just counts down the minutes till this podcast <laughs> is done. Yeah. Nights. Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, tonight, an inessential Monday Night Raw. Not uh, It always is. Yeah, but even more so than that. I mean, this was taped last week. Yeah, you were starting to tell us the spoilers. I had to tell you to stop. <laughs> You're right. That's right. Right? I mean, and for a predetermined business, at least have it be <laughs> new to the audience. Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel better for the, ta- I feel good for the talent, right? Because when I was still sure. there. It was the first time they were going overseas to uh, um, um, to Iraq uh, yeah. for Christmas. It was the first tour they were ever doing, and uh, they were like, "I had heat over the fact that I couldn't go because I had given them a six months heads up that I was going to Hawaii because my wife is from there to get her dad's permission to ask her to marry me." In Hawaii culture, right. that's a very big deals. Yes, you can't do it without it. Anyways, my point is, Jim Ross. Everyone had a heads up on this, and Jim Ross okayed it. Then Johnny Ace took over. And then they were like, well, that sorry, we need you for this show, this town, this show. That's how it works. You're under contract. And it gave me hell over it, basically. And of course, I wanted to go, right? But this was something I had to do. And obviously, I'm still married to her. So obviously, I made the right decision. But my point is, is back then, they put so much pressure on you. Now, you got to give them a tip of the cap as far as how they treat your talents because where, you know, they did that taping so talent could have more time. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I mean, wasn't it a year or two ago where they did a show on Christmas? Uh, not TV, but they did a live event on Christmas. Ooh, I, I just thought, see, I thought over the years they've just, whenever I, the last few ones I saw of I, when they were over in Iraq, I thought those were like pre-taped. Those are. Those are the tribute to the troops. Yeah, when I went, that thing was going to be live, dude. That would be cool. Actually, I think that would be a really nice use of their time. It would make for good TV. But the kid, they don't get to be with their families. I know. Well, it's you a trade-off, man. I mean, I don't know, Matt. You're running a city. I'm running a business. How much family time are you getting this week? I feel like I'm going to be I've, working. And I've got to be honest about yeah. that. In our, yeah, in our city, I think that I'll be honest that our staff, we the city staff has too much time. Like our next commission meeting is not until like January 16th, I want to say. Oh, wow. To me, that's way too long for our residency to hear from us again. But I was only one of five commissioners that yeah. wanted to do it that way. So get outvoted, you know. It's tough, man. Uh, city politics. I'm glad that uh, my candidate lost last year because uh, it really oh, soured dude. my feelings on the city where I live. Yeah. <laughs> Just learning about things, learning about right? how the city government works. I mean, I th- and credit to you, man. I mean, for you to have the, the... It's what made me do it, Glenn. What you, yeah. you're talking about, and I know what you're talking about, that experience. Yeah. You pull that curtain back. You oh, see terrible. who does what and who's not doing what and saying yeah. they are, but they're not. That makes you want to do it. That's the yeah. reason I ended up wanting to do it. Yeah, uh, well, tonight, mm-hmm. what better way to start an inessential mm-hmm. Raw than a no-DQ match between Kevin Owens and Mojo Rawley? And, folks, if you can't tell that we don't want to talk about the show, <laughs> feel free to rewind this uh, beginning over and over again because we did everything I could do to right not start this damn show I've got Raw. so many other topics, so many other things. <laughs> Let's power through this, and we can pepper in and, and segue <sighs> with it. Okay. Um, yeah, Mojo, man. I mean, good for KO. Crowd loves him. This was nice tonight, but uh, oh, mm. this is, uh, this what is, happened to the rebuilding of him? I mean, there was a thing when he had the blue marker on his face. I remember that. That didn't uh, go into bona fide. He was a former NFL player, right? Yeah, I mean, won that uh, the Andre uh, Battle Royal. He won it, didn't he? Oh, with that Gronk? year when Gronk got in there. You're right. You're right. Wow. But yeah, we already know that's a gimmick. Nobody at the Battle Royal thing doesn't matter. 
I mean, I don't know. How would you feel about that, Matt? So let's let's rewind to your career. You're in WrestleMania. You're in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and you win. You gotta go to the back thinking my career is going places. This yeah, is oh, definitely, step. absolutely, definitely. And he was my favorite. Re- he's my first favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so even more so, I'd be stoked about it. But yeah, I would, I would be thinking the push was coming for sure. Yeah, it has not really gone that way. I mean, Corbin, Corbin, Corbin's probably the most successful and winner. Dude, they went above and beyond to push Corbin over and over and over and over. There was no, he didn't have any off time. If you go back in time and look, he, he didn't. They did everything possible to get this guy over. And yeah, to their credit or his credit, I would argue. He is. He is such a great heel. I'm a fan of him now Where versus before. I, I couldn't stand him, but not in a heat-getting way. In an annoyance, I hate what the hell the guy's wearing, and I cannot stop thinking about it. It's annoying kind of way. You might like this idea. I saw this question posed online that if Jason Jordan hadn't been injured <laughs> and he had gotten the match with Kurt Angle, if he'd gotten that heat of retiring Kurt the way Corbin did, what if we'd had... <laughs> King Jordan. What if we'd had Constable Jason Jordan? Mm. Could you imagine him in this role? No, not at all. Really? Jason Jordan is one of those that you do have to write promos for. Hmm. Um, now we've t- we, very few towns where you hear me say this person should be scripted. And I'm not saying it to knock Jason. I'm just saying because he's a shoot amateur wrestler. Yeah. Not every amateur wrestler makes the right tra- the, the, the big transition to pro wrestling so easily like Kurt Angle and Brock and others have done. We've seen the best of the best, but in real life, if you were to take 10 amateur wrestlers and have them try to be pro wrestlers, guys, I'm telling you right now, maybe two to four of them at most, at best, would be able to make the transition. Um, amateur wrestling does not promote you know, charismatic promos and body language and all that other stuff. It's just shoot, be athletic, and be as good as you could and win your damn match and keep your head down while you're doing it and uh, never giving up your body, which is what pro wrestling is. It's all about giving up your body to your opponent. And trusting one another. Amateur wrestlers have a very hard time learning that at first. And I think with him and his promos, he definitely is someone who needs to be scripted. He's a great looking kid. He's in great shape. Um, he's a hard ass worker. Um, he is somebody that you should want to get behind if you're the, that company. And But you want to be very careful with how you script him and how you promo him. He would never be able to pull off that constable thing. No way. Hmm. I, I'm curious. I'm curious how things would have turned out differently. But if he retired Kurt Angle as his son, you know what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. That would definitely get him over. No, that would have been something. Uh, so, of course, this match won with Kevin Owens getting a win by DQ. Or, no, pardon me. He got the one in this in this no DQ match. But after AOP and Seth were watching so. from backstage, they came out. Kevin stood up with a steel chair. Rollins entered the ring to talk with them. Seemed like they were going to have a conversation, but no, then they just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, what's it really to say? You know, I wasn't entertained by this. It was predictable, too, I thought. You didn't think so? No, I mean, you know, I like Kevin. I like AOP. Um, I like I Rollins like in this role. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of... I mean, uh, granted, the fact this was pre-taped, this happened last week, this just all felt very predictable and like Mm -hmm. they just keep trying to extend it because we want this match, right? We want to see KO and Rollins. Uh, We want to see, I I think this feud have really good legs. Do we really want to see this feud? I mean, Would you pay to see this? I don't think it's something that will make me unhappy. Let me put it that way. I'm not saying this is something I would buy a ticket for. I feel that that way too, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be solid. These are, but these are two guys that they don't, they don't have anything else better I, for. I, I hope, I hope that they do more with KO after it. Um, he's the one who, man, they never really keep his push going, and I'm hoping they do after this. Um, but Seth just turning heel, I don't see him losing this feud. It's his first feud as since turning heel, right? Yeah, he's got to win this. So, so it sucks, you know, for KO. Well, and especially the way he set it up, they re-showed that promo last week, which I know you thought was hokey. Some of the, you know, uh, they're going to do my bidding. Everyone's going to follow me. I'm going to rebuild this company in my image. Uh, You know, I'm going to exercise my will. So you can't give a promo like that and then get your ass kicked because then you're a joke. Sure you could. Well, yeah, you are a joke, but as a heel, you should 
I, I disagree with other heels. I think as a heel, you should be saying all these things you're going to do, and then you never do them. You keep slipping on banana peels, or you keep screwing up, or you just get beat. You get out wrestled. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. that'd be funny, but I, I don't think come funny out the next week and act like none of it ever happened and continue yeah. to talk smack and act like you're the best. That see, that would be brilliant. I don't think they're going that route. I think no, you're right. They're going to give them some dominant wins. These guys are going to keep uh, wrecking mm-hmm. shop right. over everyone they can. I mean, look what happened with Samoa Joe at the end tonight. We'll talk about that. But uh, clearly, they're uh, very invested in this rebrand and making these guys the dominant faction at the top of Monday Night Raw. Had a lot of 24 7 title action tonight. Our truth out in New York City. <laughs> you know, it's we, uh, the, the Raw before Christmas when that, when that takes up as much time, airtime as it did tonight. Yeah, Santa Claus was uh, 24-7 champ for a short spell tonight. From from five miles away. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Akira Tozawa, our truth Ooh, good tag team name if they team up together. Akira Tozawa. Akira. Our truth and Akira. Uh, but, no, they uh, chased each other around New York. It was pretty predictable. Cedric Alexander versus Bobby Lashley. So Bobby's getting married on the air to Lana next week. Jesus Christmas. (laughs) Terrible, my friend. Terrible. I did enjoy Lana when she declared she's the smartest woman in the world. What about it? No, it was just funny because I was just like, is this a new gimmick? Is this new thing? Like she was just rattling off all these uh, self-aggrandizing statements and then just throwing in like, and I'm the smartest woman in the world. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i mean matt like i'm not saying like stick to your gimmick know your role stay in your lane mm-hmm. but you know if you're out there you're the big guy you're the biggest most dominant genetically superior you know built in a lab you're not out there like and on top of it i'm the best with my money i have the best taste in music um i'm more intelligent than at least half the guys in the locker room like you know you stick to the thing you're trying to push it's not about no you're right in every way yeah, just struck me as sort of funny. Uh, I'm going to take a moment, though, right now and not talk about this segment because, uh, look, they're getting married on the w- – believe me, Rusev had a much better night tonight. We'll talk about this. we got to sponsor this episode, and we have to thank them, which is SeatGeek. SeatGeek, oh, they've been with us through 2019. Oh, SeatGeek, we love you here at the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I love you. Uh, Matt Morgan is going to use some SeatGeek to go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison and Joan Jett next year. I am. And tell them about the fan on Twitter that asked you that question about the discount. Yeah. We get people tweeting us all the time saying, I want to go to live events. Who's that excellent sponsor that you talk about? Now, SeatGeek has changed the game when it comes to buying tickets. Every other ticketing site is hot garbage. They make it difficult to get to the event, almost as if on purpose, almost as if to say, you're not a true fan. You're not going to, you're not going to march into Mordor and throw the ring into the, into the volcano and prove that you're worthy to go see this event. It's like they want to dissuade you from going, Mm -hmm. but no SeatGeek says you're a fan you want to go to this event, we're going to make it easy for you. We're going to make it so simple. We're going to change the game, change the experience by having millions of live event tickets. Mm-hmm. Proving that there's a better way. You could search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. And in an industry that stands to stagnate, SeatGeek stands out from the crowd because they've built the fastest way to buy tickets so you could stop searching for that perfect seat, start enjoying it. And they're better than the rest because they pull together all these tickets. They rate each deal on a scale of one to 10 and display the seats on an interactive seat map. Green dots meet good deals. Red dots are overpriced. People are tweeting this at me all the time. They're saying, oh my God, I found my seat. I found exactly where I was going to be sitting. I knew that I was going to love it even before I got there. How disappointing, Matt, you've had that experience in your lifetime. You go to a concert, you go to a sporting event, think, oh my God, I've got amazing seats. And you get there and you're like, what do you mean obstructed view? I'll do one better than you. I've gone to events that I was VIP and special guest of the act. Yeah. And the seats were not what I thought they would be. I mean, dead serious. Not sound like a spoiled brat or anything. But my point is with SeatGeek, let's say I'd purchased my own tickets, right? I would have had that map to be able to see exactly where I would be, um, where me and my, my wife and my friends would be. And we wouldn't have to have that fear that I now have going to any type of event that I go to that we're going to have these craptastic seats and the person just gassed me up that these seats were going to be great. Then they're not. Oh, it's the worst. And what about the discount code? Uh, Somebody on Twitter, I saw a bunch of fans uh, asking you of our show about the geek uh, discount code. Absolutely. So I've got the app on my phone. Raj has it. Matt has it. By far the fastest, easiest way to find tickets. And we've got an even better deal 
for you than just this great app. They're going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, I'm using it to go see Robbie Williams again in Las Vegas. He's coming back next year. I'm so excited to see him in concert. Seeky got me into so many great shows this year. So much stuff on Broadway. Uh, got me into into uh, Double or Nothing back. I got, was right on the ramp for Double or Nothing. Uh, it was great. Was I had an cool. amazing time at the AEW pay-per-view. Seeky made that possible, getting me great tickets day of the show. And uh, you've heard Raj talk about it. Download the app. INC is the promo code to save $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, and love hearing from the fans. Love hearing that you use it and you love it. And uh, it's just a great fit. Glad to keep working with them into 2020. Back to tonight's show. Oh, see, I'm thinking now. I'm thinking about all these live events, man. I'm thinking about everything I could have done with my time tonight instead of watching Raw. So let's let's go over Matt, the blueprint uh, of promo Matt Morgan promo 101 class with Glenn Rubenstein. All right, folks, <laughs> what you just witnessed was me attempt on the fly. If this was wrestling and we're a promo, he's the villain on the heel, vice versa. I'm the, I'm the face. He's the heel, whatever you want to call it. And I threw him a lob, a lob softball to take it to a tweet that was sent to him that I saw. He gets many. So he probably doesn't remember, but one in which a fan legit asked him, hey, can we use that discount code every day or just on times when the podcast is airing? That's true. And Glenn was so stuck in his lane of what he had to get out and what he felt he wanted to say that he let it just completely go by. I know. You're right. That is a scripted promo versus on the fly Johnny type of promo. Well, I'm not always picking up what you're putting down, Matt. It's been a long day. It's been a long year. It was Here we are. A great End transition, dude. It was like a no look around the back lob to you. It is not good. And yes, you can use that code anytime, not just when the podcast is airing. And you got stuffed by the front of the room and fell down. Raw. Now, in fairness, Raw tonight. Were you, were you doing anything else while you were watching Raw, or did Raw yeah, have a hundred? We okay. did our. Yeah, we opened our presents tonight because I'm going to Hawaii. To, uh, oh, that's right. To bring my wife to see her father. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. So you were having Christmas while Raw was on. Yeah. Wow. It's hardcore, man. Jackson was on her breast. <laughs> I mean, remember like two years ago, remember three years ago when the brand split happened and I found myself talking to family members, to, to my nephews, to my nieces and being like, so are you, have you watched wrestling lately? You know, it's gotten really good. I, <laughs> I don't have that conversation with people anymore. I'm trying to get people in maybe NXT, maybe AEW, but. For the most part, I'm not going to put my credibility on the line to recommend <laughs> to his nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they'll never listen to me again. Yeah. <laughs> that that matters, right? I mean, do, Matt, do, you, do you care about this? I mean, we talked about it. Like, I recommended The Mandalorian to you. You watched it, that loved was awesome. it. Awesome, it still is. I take very seriously my credibility when it comes to anything I recommend. Mm-hmm. Period. Uh, I sent you that belt. It's an amazing belt. Oh, I was like, yeah. well, the good joke that my wife came up with is you say, you say you wanted him to remember what it's like to hold a belt again. Um, and I was like, no, that's too, <laughs> a little too inside. Um, but uh, no, if I recommend something to me, that's like the Glenn stamp of approval. I don't just toss it out there for everything. So I don't want to be wrong. I never want to say to somebody like, oh my God, you should watch this movie. It's great. It's hilarious. They watch it. They're like, that was terrible. What do you want? I never want to have that bad recommendation with wrestling mm-hmm. uh, AEW and NXT. Sure. But uh, with Raw it. and SmackDown, no, stay away. And AEW has been weak lately. So I would just, yeah, as of today, it would be NXT that I'll try to appear cool in front of my nieces and nephews talking about. Yeah. Well, and you know why people would like something, right? So if I'm recommending NXT, the women's division, I could be like, Hey, in the women's wrestling, it's really come a long way. Rhea Ripley's a badass. Shayna Baszler is a badass. They would but, not believe it from what they used to see. You know what I mean? Women's wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Rhea's match against Shayna finally? Oh, I watched it twice. Hell yeah. The part where she grabbed the ref, I was hook, line and sinker thinking she was going to lose. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my spots of the year. Awesome. Awesome. So good. So good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, do you really quick? Do you think the yeah. girl from AEW is a I don't want to say this because it sounds so markish and dirt sheetish of me, but I'm just gonna say it anyway. Do you think AEW's answer to uh Rhea Ripley is the booking that they have with this newcomer, oh, that, Chris uh, Statlander, except for the fact that she thinks she's an alien? Let's just throw that out the window. I try not to pay attention to that. It's do you a gimmick, that's who she is. I mean. 
She's big. She's strong. She's muscular. She looks like an athlete. Works like an athlete. Didn't hurt Goldberg, you know, being the ball guy on WCW. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think there's something to that. I don't know if they saw it exactly that way, but I could see some Turner executive um, looking at what NXT is doing and saying, "This is what mm-hmm. the people like. Get push her because she's like that." Yeah, I wonder that when I was starting to see how she she just jumped the front of the line real quick. Number one contender. I mean, uh, not. No, people have made this comparison. If Nia Jax was the biggest star in WWE, Nyla Rose would have a big push in AEW. I, you know, what's so funny you said that. I always got the Nia Jax vibe from her too, a little bit, and a much yeah. different, different character, different. Sure, uh, but yet yeah, so similar in a weird way, right? There's something to it, and I mean that's just smart yeah. business, though, right? It's you know, I don't think they're trying to copy. I just think that ends up, you know, she. What's her gimmick's name again? Nia Rose. What's what do they call her? Native Beast. Yeah, like that's different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a good call, though. I mean, so with uh, God, now back to tonight. Yeah, back to Raw. Back to tonight. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lashley won that match, so he's getting married next week. That's going to be Yay. good. Uh, <laughs> Zach Ryder versus Drew McIntyre. Zach out there with Kurt Hawkins. Except for Zach getting some airtime. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they got the podcast, which I, I find mm-hmm. delightful. Do a lot of business with them uh, for Blue Chew. And, um, yeah, good guys. Just love working with them, love supporting them. Um, But McIntyre just dominated tonight. He should uh, have. He should have. was given this speech after. I like that they let him talk. You know, he's one of those guys that I always wonder, like, does the accent, are they keeping him off TV because of the accent? But tonight you got got to give a long speech about being the future and that 2020 is going to be the year of Drew McIntyre. I hope it is. He is more than ready. More than ready. Yeah. I just wonder, this is, again, broken record alert. This is the problem with Brock Lesnar being the champ is we've just taken away the single biggest slot for not one guy, but for two guys in the company because we don't get a challenger either. Yeah, that's a good call. You're right. Yeah. Although I have always seen it as the show's... The show's always centered around somebody that we feel they're building to get to Brock. Sure. Right? But we don't get that. We're So we're denied both. We're denied <laughs> a champ, and we're denied a challenger to the champ. <sighs> it's so frustrating. It's so stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's even in any kind of business sense, this does not make any sense. And then tonight... We had Becky Lynch come out to the ring, and man, they're really setting this up with her and Asuka. I'm assuming at the Royal Rumble. I'm excited for that. I really am excited for this one-on-one. I liked Asuka uh, giving it back at her tonight with mm-hmm. Asuka two belts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, she's come so far, man. She's always been charismatic, but at first, well, many of us have never seen her before. Before she got to NXT, you know, I've mm-hmm. heard of her, I've never seen her at work, and. She had all these different isms. Uh, when I say that, isms, body language, different little facials, different things that they do that are different. It separates them. And I could never put my finger on it with her, but it was charisma. She's always had this charisma that has been coming and shining through majorly over the last couple of years, I would say. Um, even in BS segments that they would put her in, she still, you could see, was improving more and more of translating that charisma um that that the physical charisma even of her she's just so different man and how she works yeah and, and she's just a, like i said a ball of charisma on top of it I, I think she's the shit and then some well i'll tell you you know i feel like one of my go-to words lately has been swagger and i feel like she's gotten it oh back yes dude day. hell yes four days she has it yes but she did him for a while when she made the jump to the main roster it was a little iffy because they didn't know what to do with her promo wise which again is the problem that they she have. She was with. still getting stuck, Glenn, when she make her entrance, yeah. she'd get on that second rope and she'd do the Yeah. With her mask off thing. She still wasn't feeling that just yet. I could always kind of feel that from her. So from that moment on, when you're introduced as that wrestler and then the bell rings, it takes you a until you start getting physical and going through the actual parts of the match to get comfortable. But here, if you don't know who your character is just yet and you're not comfortable with it. The in-between, the move stuff that I tell you is so vital in getting your character over and getting people to emotionally invest in you, it's it's vital. Yeah. I mean, just shoot somebody off, give them a big boot. What are you doing right after that if you're not pinning them? What are you doing to the hard camera or to the fans? That moment in time, that makes or break your character in-between the move stuff. 
she is awesome with that stuff now. But you're right. When she first came up, that in-between-the-move stuff wasn't there for her just yet. I think this match is going to be great. Who do you have win, though? Becky goes over in this ultimately, right? Because they can't completely piss away how hot Becky was, you know, white hot, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd l- because she's in the tag team, right? What's the, what's the status on her partner? With Kari? Um, yeah. I don't know injury-wise. I mean. Because if she- they're building that tag team, right, dude? The, the, yeah. The, 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 she doesn't have to win. She kind of gets protected in a weird way where she could take this loss almost and we can all be like, well, rationalize it as, well, she's a tag team wrestler. You know, she had a very good fight against Becky. She took it to the limit. She almost won, but did it well. Great showing for Asuka. Now she goes back into her tag team division and continues to reign supreme with her partner yeah i think this is a good way to keep uh both titles although i do think oscar is absolutely and then some uh world champion material no question yeah we'll see if it happens again you just can't be becky yet becky still has so much money yeah it's kind of amazing i mean in some ways (laughs) becky in some ways, beating Ronda is the worst thing that happened. Actually, okay, was the worst thing that happened to Becky. But no, actually, pairing Becky with Seth was the worst thing that, that happened to was. Becky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but not a great year for Becky Lynch. I mean, it hasn't hurt her. She's still at the top of uh, Despite the company. of craptastic booking, yes. She's yeah. done very, very well, considering. But throwing her random things with Natty Nightheart out of nowhere, yeah. um, it, it just doesn't help. I hope they uh, figure out a plan next year. I'm assuming they'll have a big mania opponent for her. Maybe Rhonda comes back. Maybe Shayna. Who knows? Alistair Black versus Dion Russman tonight. What was his name? Dion Russman, I believe, according to Wrestling Inc. Good. This is a very good. This this is a this is what I think he needs. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of enhancement matches now because we for years didn't get them. Well, and then this was followed by uh, Buddy Murphy versus Joasa with Buddy picking up a win. So both Alistair and Buddy yes. picking up a win. And next week, we're going to get a rematch of uh, the match they had on TLC. Loved it. Loved Buddy's win, too. Great feature matches here. Do you think ultimately, though, because of what they have invested in the way they're pushing this? I mean, Alistair has to win next week unless Murphy does something invented. <laughs> They shouldn't, again, these are talents that should not be working each other. Both should be working completely different talents that are slightly more over than them, and they both need to be going over. In my opinion, if, if these guys are being treated as, let's say, C+, not WWE's way when they used to call Daniel Bryan a B-plus player. I don't mean it that way. I mean it if we're using, we are using the alphabet, A, B, C, D. A is like main event level talent, right? Let's say they're at C-plus level, these two talents, both Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black, right? Mm-hmm. Both, in my opinion, should be separated in working the next pay-per-view against a B-plus player, and both of those C-pluses go over on the B-pluses, and it brings them up. It brings them up to that next level. I wonder what you do with Alistair beyond Buddy Murphy, and I think that's the problem that they've had with Alistair Black is he's not easy to book in a feud. But, but he he is though. They got to give him like a Nakamura or someone to beat. They got to beat. Give him um, someone on that level. Hmm. In my opinion, he's got to. They got to start letting people beat people for crying out loud. It's so annoying. This fifty fifty crap. It drives me nuts. Buddy Murphy has not won enough yet. They yeah, think this one win's gonna what build him and make him. So when now Alistair Black beats him, he's beating somebody. No, he's not. He's beating some dude who beat the guy who came out of the fifth row and wrestled him tonight. I feel like Buddy is, and they've done this playbook a few times now, where they take a guy from 205 Live. Yeah. Um, they give him a little something on the main roster. Cedric. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is this is a version of that. Uh, speaking of which, we had Tony Nese versus Ricochet. I mean, you look at this, it's like. I was excited for Tony Nese. I'm friends with him. Love him. Dude, that dude's abs. Right, I do shredded for days too. Like, man. I mean, especially for kind of a bigger, not bigger, but you know what I mean. Like, he's not, to the other cruiserweights, yeah, he is. He's he's pretty thick. He's very. When it, and it gets harder, right? It's like the more mass you have, the harder it is with abs. Sometimes it's harder to put on mass without putting on fat, and your stomach mm-hmm. is the concentration area. So, um, 
yeah, he looked great, but yeah, I mean, it was obvious Ricochet was going to win this pretty easily. Definitely obvious. <laughs> yeah. Ricochet, man, like that's another one. They kind of botched that this year. He's like a level up from the ones we were just discussing, but same formula. Yeah. 50-50 booking. It is the death nail. Death nail of this company, dude, and they don't see it. They just don't see it, man, and I don't get it. They were so high on him for like three months. And then something something changed. I don't know what. Uh, Charlotte Flair tonight had a surprisingly competitive match against NXT's Chelsea Green. Yeah. Good for Chelsea. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I, I love Chelsea Green. She's talented as hell, and she what she had to pull off PS back in TNA with that drunken bride gimmick. That is not easy, <laughs> and she did. She got that crap over, bro. Say what you want. She did get that thing over. Um, so she's obviously talented, um, and just so happens to be, you know, my boy's woman. So I'm, oh. I'm always going to put her over. I think she's awesome. That's right. Um, this cool. was good tonight. I mean, I'm glad she, I, I, I'm glad Charlotte's at the stage in her career where even though getting decisive wins, you know, these aren't squashes that she's having, um, some good exhibition matches with up and coming female talent. Yes. You are correct, my friend. I agree. Um, God, see, I wish they were using Becky that way. You know, I mean, like John Cena's open challenge, mm -hmm. I mean, was was perfect. And I think that they should be doing more stuff like that to enhance uh, or to expose more talents, um, give us more of these exhibitions, something just to keep it interesting. But instead, we just get these back and forth feuds. Oh my god, yes, dude. Everything. Yes, absolutely. And then tonight, case in point of just uh I guess this kind of makes sense in a weird way. We had Randy Orton and the Viking Raiders versus the OC. The match that came <laughs> about at the end of the main event last week. Uh I mean, look, the OC got a win. AJ uh hit the phenomenal forearm on Orton for the pin and the win. <sighs> this just this just felt like so much filler. And not even interesting filler. Just something about the Viking Raiders I just cannot get into. Everything about the Viking Warriors I can't get yeah. into. And it starts with their music and entrance. Yeah. There's no looking back, dude, for me. As a kid, okay, so we're the same age. Vikings were never, like, cool. Like, cowboys They're were cool. cool now because of the show Vikings, right? Yay. I get okay. it. But they're not walking around with those ridiculous looking horns on their damn head. I can't get past the stupid helmet stuff. Yeah, it's very Hagar the Horrible. Um, that was the comic strip, right? There I can't even a, tell you that. There was a Viking comic strip. That's that and uh, Thor. That's my entire knowledge of Vikings. Um, Thor was not that over when we were kids, by the way. People exaggerate how over Thor was. Thor was not one of the main comic books back when we were kids he he was like a freaking b player compared to you know spidey batman oh, Super, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, hulk absolutely i never read a single thor comic same here same here I knew Actually, he yeah well then he had the great uh cameo subplot adventures and babysitting but aside from that thor was yes, always kind of yes, yes. <laughs> yes i remember but yeah, he. I always thought. I mean, I knew some people were into Thor. I could just never get into that. And I and I read a lot. I mean, in addition to X Men, like I like Daredevil. I, what for me it wasn't always about like the prime Marvel characters, but just Thor just never did it for me. Yeah, yeah. but I like the movies. I think the movies are very well. Done. Oh hell yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the new movies of of Thor were freaking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so something about this Viking Raiders gimmick is not Thor. It is not cool. No. Um. It is. <sighs> The worst. It is the worst. And they're running rough shot and being competitive with talents that I'm sorry, OC should be gutting them alive. They shouldn't yeah. even be close contest. I'm sorry. I mean, and like say what you will about the Ascension, but I feel like the Ascension at least were over at some point. I feel like is it just with these indie guys that when they were War Machine followed them to NXT, we were really excited to see them debut. I mean that's the only hype I've ever seen for them. Even in NXT, I don't think they were that over. No, to me, they were this team from New Japan that yeah. I heard a little bit about and seen a little bit about. Yeah, you know? I, I don't get it. I feel like, but again, even Heavy Machinery, who 
I personally think are kind of corny. I get it and get that they are over with these guys. I just don't see, you know what I'm saying? Like you can view with an objective eye, you can look at a movie and be like, well, I don't like it, but I understand why people like it. I understand why it's popular. But with this one, like I, I got nothing. <laughs> like, I just don't get it at all. Um, so the OC one. <sighs> oh, Eric Rowan backstage talking to his mystery pet. And on this one, folks, I'm going to use the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> I think this is the first time Matt Morgan has taken a bathroom break during the podcast. Uh, so he's backstage talking to his mystery pet. Chat room, hit me up with your best guesses for what Eric Rowan's mystery pet is. Uh, I'll put the best ones on the screen and read them aloud. Uh, I'm going to – I'll save my my prediction for when Matt is back. But we had Eric Ro- Eric Rowan versus Travis Horn. Travis Horn uh, had candy canes in the back of his trunks, which he was uh, giving out. They're trying to entice Eric Rowan with. Um, those did not seem sanitary or food safe. Um, <laughs> what doesn't? Uh, well, he had the candy canes in the back of his, tr- tr- uh, his trunks. He was pulling the candy canes out of his butt crack, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, guys, I, I don't want to be that rude. I was just joking. I didn't have to use the bathroom. I had to go take my uh, medicine real quick. Um, I didn't want to be that disrespectful to poor Eric Rowan. Um, <laughs> you, know what, my you, you know what would be funny? Okay, so he fed the, uh, he fed the um, candy cane to the cage. Here's the Best punchline for this, but only people our age will get this, man. Mm-hmm. Is he opens it and inside is a Tamagotchi. Remember those in the late 90s? They were the little virtual pets that you had to like, they looked like, like a little keychain, like a little Game Boy on a keychain. You had to like feed it throughout the day or it would die. No. Oh you don't remember God. this? Feel deprived. This was a huge craze in the late 90s. So it was called Tamagotchis, which I believe uh stood for like pocket. Time out. Time yeah. out. Late yeah. 90s, Glenn. We yeah. had started college. I'm telling you, people were using these in the 90s, the Tamagotchis. See, people, uh, Ernie is saying, like, yes, College? he still has his. It, Ernie, it was... were you... Well, Ernie, yes, you look... Yeah, Ernie is aged. Um, <laughs> but no, you had to, like, play with it, and you had to feed it, and you had to, like... Like, there were three buttons, and if you didn't do this a couple times a day, your Tamagotchi would die, and if you did it, your Tamagotchi on this Jeez. little screen would, like, grow and flourish and get bigger. Um, yeah. It was totally stupid, but it was, like, a virtual pet. That oh. would be hilarious if that's what was in. Well, let me think about it. Hang on, nineteen. Let's see. You said late nineties. So was that ninety-eight? Yeah. yeah, I'd say ninety-eight. Tamagotchi. Let me think. What was I doing in nineteen ninety-eight? Hmm. I had just transferred to Chaminade University of Honolulu from Monmouth after making our school's tournament for the first time in our school's history. I was pretty much the shit at the time. <laughs> so I'm going to be thinking. I'm just joking. Man. I was going to go somewhere else, but I can't do those things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> an elected official. That's CSO six sometimes. Uh, also, yes, uh, very funny route, but I can't. I, 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 under Matt. This podcast is an exercise in self censorship because this, <laughs> these things go on the internet and they live there forever. So we can't always be as funny as we want to be, or yeah. as funny as we think we are. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, the uh, chat room is also uh, saying uh, chia pets. I would accept a chia oh, yeah. pet. Yes, that'd, that'd be good. Yes. Be solid to something. I always yeah. wanted one, by the way, Chia Pet. Never got one. Like, really? Like, I feel like. I swear to God, I did. I swear to you, I did. Because it would have made me feel like I, I was like gardening and actually doing something like my mom and dad would do in the backyard. They grow tomato <laughs> plants and things like that. I swear to God. <laughs> I was a little kid. And I never got one. How effed up is that? Wow. Well, Mrs. Morgan, constituents of uh, Longwood, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Hook a brother make- up. Matt Morgan's dreams come true. Nine ninety nine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're like the cheapest gifts. Uh, it's just terrible. Uh, so Eric Rowan won the match for the candy cane to his pet. Uh, just it's it's going to be disappointing. Whatever the answer is, definitely. Okay, I think this was the high point of the night. Rusev versus No Way Jose. Uh, Rusev. Well, okay, so Rusev was out there kind of promo talking about how happy he is that Lana's going to get married, best day of his life, he's rid of her. So he cuts this baby baby face promo, ends it with Rusev Day, and I think, is this the first time 
we the crowd's been chanting it, but is this the first time like Rusev has leaned back into Rusev Day? It felt I mean, it, it's got to be it's, recent. This is the first time that WWE took their heads out of their you know what and stopped yeah. being arrogant about about him being over with the crowd and them thinking they know what's best and he's really not that over and we i used to say it too about him that i didn't think it was him i thought it was the saying the catchphrase that was over more than he was um but it's wrong he is over and um it's them taking their you know removing their heads out of their behinds and finally letting him say it in his promos that's all that is it's not like him leaning into it personally it's them putting it in the script for him he's very scripted well, regardless, this went over like crazy with the crowd. But it was a uh, good promo. Let's be very clear. He nailed very it. Very good promo. Uh, beats No Way Jose in the match and then does the ultimate babyface move, helping him up, and then starts dancing with him, uh, yeah. does a spin of Rooney, goes, starts like break dancing in the conga line. And you thought, um, this, Glenn, and you thought this was good, Glenn? It was Glenn. a crowd freezing moment. Uh, come on, Glenn. Glenn, this okay. is the stuff that can kill somebody overnight with their You don't push. think the Bobby Lana storyline is already like just toxic? <laughs> I think between the three of them, he has the least amount on him, if you will, mm. versus what Bobby and Lana have on them. They've got I... it all over them. They can't get rid of it. He kind of was like the innocent bystander in a way in most of those segments. I th- I felt at least. Okay. Um. And he and it shows because he's still he's over. Um, again, I just would not be having him dance. He's a big dude. It just we look like goofs. Even me, I can dance, but I will look like a goof. And no matter what way you want to shoot it from on an angle with a camera, <laughs> it's never going to look good. It's never going to look pretty. Yeah, I'm and telling you. Therefore, you look like a big goof. I just like that uh, he's getting that crowd reaction. He's having fun with it. He looks happy. But do you want him getting Scotty too hotty? pops you know for popping out worms or do you want him getting baby face pops true bad mama jamma and not taking any more bleep from what's been thrown in his face every week and you know freaking spearing a hole through bobby lashley when he gets his hands on him eventually now i'm reevaluating my entire life matt and all my views on everything right because because now i'm thinking he should have beat up no way jose and then he should have run through the entire conga line he should have actually he should have and nobody would have cared. It was just fun. I like nobody would have cared if Congo Line got killed, by the way. Yes. Did you ever successfully break dance? Not successfully. Many, yeah. many attempts at recess, had the fat laces and Puma Suede's. Uh, King Tut was my guy. Oh, yeah. He had, he had, a, he had a book that teaches us how to break dance. Remember back in school fairs, dude? You can go buy those books. Scholastic Book Fair, yes. That was one of the best. I love those days. Anyways, I always get breakdancing books like for, for the few years that was really popular. I remember Afonso Rivera had one that came out and came with like a poster yes. that yes. showed you the moves. Um, she I was remember an amazing dancer. Though. Oh, absolutely. But I remember uh, they would everyone bring out the linoleum or the cardboard, and you know, they put on like uh like uh oh, like ain't no stopping us from breaking. Or maybe like UTFOs, Roxanne, Roxanne, or my favorite, which is UTFOs, the real Roxanne, not Roxanne Chante's Roxanne's Revenge, the other response song, the one that UTO, UTFO hired the woman to do on um, them by the real Roxanne. I gotta you, look that up. I you remember the Roxanne War? So Roxanne, Roxanne came out. Yeah. By UTFO. Then there was a response song by Roxanne Chante called Roxanne's Revenge, where oh, she was ripping on them. That got popular, and UTFO hired a woman to record their own response song called The Real Roxanne. So depending on where you grew up, if you were on the East Coast, Roxanne's Revenge was the big one. But here on the West Coast, The Real Roxanne was huge. In fact, huh. I think I heard The Real Roxanne before I even heard Roxanne Roxanne. That's I've got to th- be honest. I don't remember this for some reason. There were like 20 Jesus. Roxanne Roxanne response songs. Wow. Yeah, it's like a record. Like, there's a great Wikipedia entry on it. You can find them online. They're very interesting. Anyhow, so everyone would be standing around. The music would come on. Everyone would go and do their, like, windmills, their dolphin dives. Then I would get in there, and it was just disaster. It was like I would have I would have been better off. To, like, it was like I was trying to take a bump, Matt. It was like just going down to do a dolphin dive, and it looked like a spastic. It was terrible. So now, Glenn, here's where you went wrong. I okay. would never in a thousand years, even though in my wildest dreams, I know I wish I could and would have. But back at recess, I would never, ever jump in one of the lines. A bunch of dudes were doing it. I'm talking about I'd be by myself and doing it. Or at home in my garage, I'd be doing it with my older brother who'd be making fun of me. Enough to where I'm like, okay, I can't do this in front of people. 
I was very young. I was hanging out a lot at the Boys and Girls Club between Oakland and Alameda. Mm -hmm. You know, I was hanging out with a very diverse group of people. And I just sort of mistakenly thought I can do this too. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, hard as hell. Hard yes. as hell. Is very hard. I'm gonna take a class. I'm gonna take a breakdancing class. That's gonna be my resolution for 2020. Dude, we are not flex. I know I'm not flexible enough. No way. I've been doing some DDPY. I think I can I think I can make it work. Um anyhow, oh breakdancing. Breakdancing needs to make a comeback. <laughs> Freaking love breakdancing. Oh, oh breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Matt, I just do that in my day-to-day -day life now. I just say things like that. People are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it really makes Matt laugh when I say that. Uh, but Christmas uh, around the corner, we'll be watching a lot of movies. I'm going to re-watch Break Into Electric Boogaloo. The best. The best. Dude, Turbo is the cool was the coolest character ever for me when I was a kid. Love, Love those Turbo. movies. Ozone. Yeah. Love me some Turbo. Break Into is where it's at. Better than Break In 1, better than Beat Street, and better than Crush Groove. All right, what about the BMX movie? Did you ever watch that? Brad? Yes. Um, yes. Hold on one second. Hold on yes. one second. Such another good movie, by the way, folks. You got to check that one out. Rad. You're forgetting with my backdrop here that I've got the, the framed oh Brad laser God. disc. I had such a crush. That was like my first crush, one of them. Olivia Newton John from Greece, or was it Kelly? No. Uh, Lori Laughlin? Thank you. Yeah, she, she was the female star in that, right? Like the bike rider. Yeah, she was. Yes. Yeah, her. <sighs> Love that movie. You still can't even get it officially on DVD, but people sell bootlegs of it all the time, like on eBay and Amazon and stuff. So to completely kill my heat with any Blueprint Man Morgan fans right now, I'm just going to go <laughs> all in right now. I'm completely burying myself back when I was younger. I just saw a clip from, how about this one? Remember Teen Witch? Oh, yes. The most popular girl. Yes. Uh, Do you remember that ridiculous songs? I just saw that on uh, uh, was it Facebook last night, and I saw it like five times. And going, how in the hell could I have liked this when I was a kid? Okay, so here's what's funny: Teen Witch missed me as a child. I didn't see it as a child. Um, I heard people talk about Top That and things like that. And I watched a yes, lot of movies yes, as a kid. That's it. Uh, and then finally, there was a showing in San Francisco a couple <laughs> years ago where Robin Lively was there. And it was like hosted by a drag queen. It was like very over the top. But that was my first time seeing Teen Witch. Oh. And I get it. If I'd seen it as a kid, I would have loved it. But I've got I've got Top That on my phone. I listen to that occasionally. <laughs> top that. But yeah, popular girl. In fact, uh, remember like a year ago when Cameo, the site Cameo was really big where you could get people to like give shout outs to people. Like I paid for my oh, wife's yeah. birthday. I had Robin Lively from Teen Witch wish her a happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, Teen Witch, Teen Witch is good stuff. I get it, man. I absolutely get it. Uh, uh, we're getting I am air saying, Rosh wants you to stay on topic. 100% that is what's happening in the background. And, and you sure. should have been here, Raj. Then you should have been here. Oh, <laughs> uh, good lord. Um, the United States. Oh, uh, before we get back on topic, did you go see uh, Star Wars yet? Mm -hmm. Did you go see yeah. the new Star Wars? No. I enjoyed it. I liked it more than the last one. Anyhow, uh, United States title match was the main event tonight. Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. And wouldn't you know it, after a uh, decent length match, AOP got involved, started beating up Rey Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, you think? Um, coolest part of this, I mean, the match was good, but the coolest part was that uh, AOP facing down Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe saying, you know, if you want me to get up, it's not to move. It's to get into it with, with you guys. <laughs> they beat up Samoa Joe. So I'm like, this is going to, this is going to give us some cover. We're going to get Samoa Joe on commentary for a couple more months. <sighs> Joe, it, here's the thing. Go back and, and watch that. Do you see the, the reaction though, that it got? And did you hear Joe, like the bass in his voice when he was talking Joe, to me, has just always come across as so damn believable in a world of pro wrestling that we've been that cat's been out of the bag for years. That it's a work, right? So mm -hmm. it's very rare that we get such talents that can really at least make me believe that they believe their shit that they're saying and are doing in that ring on offense. Joe's one of those. I only have like five talents that I really can do that with as a fan and go that guy that he he's real. What he's doing is real. He believes in what he's doing. Yeah. And Joe has that, which is dead in WWE today. I don't know what the hell 
Thank you, Steve B. Steve B said this podcast is so freaking awesome. I love you guys. We love you too, Steve. Um, Joe, this is not what he should be doing. He's doing amazing in commentary. Don't get me wrong, but that's why I told you I'm kind of worried for him because I don't want him to do too good to where they keep him on there because he need. I want him to see a win. I want to see him win a world title. Yeah. I think, I think I think so Phil Phil is saying this was a Samojo face turn tonight. Um I don't think Samojo is Samojo cleared to come back. I mean we'll have to ask Raj uh whenever whenever he bothers to show up in this podcast. If this was a face turn, this is not the way to do it. You don't have him get beat down. Joe's not the type that need you try to get sympathy on right away. Yes. Uh, Tina Miller uh, in our chat room is asking how I like DDPY. Have you tried DDP yoga, Matt? Yeah, yeah. When it first came out, I, I, he sent me out the DVD uh, for it. I, I really like it a lot. I think this year has been the most positive thing I've done for my health, and I need to get more hardcore about it. But uh, highly recommend it to anyone. And seriously, we're almost in New Year's resolution time. They are not a sponsor of this podcast. They haven't been for years. But if you've been thinking about it, like that is the gift to get yourself for 2020. If uh, you feel you could benefit or make any sort of healthy lifestyle improvement. Uh, but back to the show. Okay. So Tammy's saying Joe's supposed to get his thumb checked next week. I think uh, Joe's killing it on commentary. I almost, it's, I feel like, like it's selfish, right? Because one, oh man, Lawler tonight. Remember when Chelsea green was out there and he kept trying to get in that joke about how mean she was. Yeah. Where he's like, and he, tr- he restarted it like five times. His he's co-commentators were not at all getting on board with this. Like, good because he's terrible and he's so outdated. With oh, he's just terrible. But keep him saying that about King. King has been great for years, you know. Yeah. But he he's been great as it. Well, he was good with McMahon too. He used to get on McMahon back in the day and it was pretty funny. Sure. Um, but back to what we're saying about Joe. Joe's worked so hard, man. Worked yeah. so hard and overcome so much crap. Of people telling him he's overweight, he ain't gonna get there. And then when they finally get to see him in person, these different companies, and I've seen them all do it between Ring of Honor to then TNA and then to uh, NXT and then WWE, they've all at one point said that this guy before they before he showed up there, that what's the big deal? I don't see it. Samoa Joe, what a stupid name. This guy, I don't see what the big deal is. Everyone, every one of those companies said that at one point. And he's always proven them all wrong. He's got yeah. such a good, legit story. He's worked so hard to get here. He sacrificed his ass off more than most, I would argue. And here he is. I, I just want to see them do him right because he's one of those talent that you book to go on an undefeated streak, in my opinion. And you just, like they did with TNA. TNA did book him perfectly when he first got there. When Jeff Jarrett had the book at, at first, Joe was undefeated. Until he wrestled Kurt Angle. He mm-hmm. still should have had him go over on him too, by the way. But nonetheless, that's how you book Joe. You make him an unstoppable killer because he's believable. And then you have your unstoppable monster that, that they have in Brock Lesnar on your show every week, God forbid, with the championship and defending it. Yeah. Uh, but th- they, they lack spots on the card right now. Like, what do you mean, lack spots? Like, they don't have enough space? What do you mean? Well, they, they don't have a hierarchy. So we've got the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. We've got, I mean, for men, we've got the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. We've got the tag team titles. That's mm-hmm. raw. There's no world championship oh, belt with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And so with that, you've got to figure out how to tell stories, how to have stakes. Yeah. Um, but maybe we saw a glimmer tonight. Maybe tonight was planting a seed. Man, because now that I think about it, it's like Seth versus Joe would be pretty cool. Is money. If Seth and KO. Uh, yeah. What about J- Joe and KO was pretty good. They only let him go one time, I remember. Um, I, But I'm saying they could even team up if we were going to go faction oh, against faction. Great. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I just I feel like they're so limited with story right now, and I have no clue what, what's up with, with Brock. When's Brock coming back? All right, this is crazy. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, Brock is messing things up, says um, – What's Bernie. Bernie. Ernie. Bernie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is messing him up big time, Ernie. Um, know what they should do, and I know it's a little bit late to do it, but I still think it would be cool. They create a fat a ring of honor faction of all yeah. the studs. You know what I mean? Um although Seth would be in that though. Damn it. Um <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you put Joe there, you put KO in this, you put 
Daniel Bryan. Somehow get Daniel Bryan's ass over there. Daniel Bryan's in it. Um, God dang, that'd be an impressive, you know. And if what's his name could still go, it would be a great surprise entry to that uh, uh, group. Um, what's his name? Nigel. Mm. Nigel McGuinness, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they didn't do that, by the way. When they first got up there, when they first got to NXT, like, why would you not group them together? Maybe not Daniel Bryan because he, he got successful so quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was off and running. I think there's a lot they could do with factions. I just feel like if there's an excuse, I was going to say it feels like they've abandoned telling a story right now, but no, we're getting the Bobby Lana wedding, which in theory, not that we agree with this. It's a disciplined story. It is. Yes, but that that's like train on it. That's the peak, right? That should be the crowning moment of awesome that everything this is built to yes. with this. And they're doing it on the New Year's show, which I don't think is traditionally a big ratings getter. Glenn, we in the biz try to we we call it the crescendo. Mm, I like that. I'm joking. They don't call it crescendo in wrestling. That's me. Crescendo's good. But it is the same thing. You get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Uh I don't even know where I picked up crowning moment of awesome from, but I feel like there's <laughs> same gimmick. Yeah. yeah, same idea, right? There's a there's actually a website called TV Tropes. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but mm. TV Tropes is a database and they talk about how you tell stories and how there are different character beats. Like, uh, I mean, like literally chicken shit heel is like a T a trope, right? A trope is a standard storytelling device, but you go to this website and you will just spend hours there because they have all these examples of every single storytelling device that there hmm. is like, so crowning moment of awesome when there's like, they call that like the big payoff. And there'll just be this list of all these TV shows of wrestling of movies about how people use this trope or this gimmick. Where do it's, I see this at? It's tvtropes.org. This is the biggest time-wasting website you will ever discover because you just read about, you learn about how stories are told. And I have to say that for for me, um, you know, anytime when I've done writing, when I've done um, any sort of storytelling, this is the stuff that I look at when I look at wrestling and be like, why are things so bad? You know, you talk about the hero's journey, like one of the oldest ones, uh, you know, the power of myth. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's there's so many different ways you can do this and WWE doesn't adhere to any of them. Gotcha. You know, mm -hmm. it would just be so simple, It'd be so simple for them just to lean on this stuff more. But yeah, so this will be, this will be the, the, the crescendo as it were with Bobby Alana next week. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> we got SmackDown Friday. Are you doing SmackDown from, from Hawaii? Hmm. <laughs> And I think we were going to try it to see what the reception looked like with my phone, but we'll see. Okay. We shall get see. Me, hey, get with me on Wednesday. Wait, okay. what's that? Yeah, get with me on, yeah, shoot me a message on Christmas Day and let me see. We should run a test on it just to make sure because I don't want to get it, you know, say I'm going to do it and then it looks like crap. You know what I mean? Yes. So, Matt, there is a TV Tropes page on Matt Morgan for professional wrestling. I don't want to hear it. You you want to hear it or you don't? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, I'll just give you a few. One is you're the brute because you were the main muscle of fortune. Uh, uh, chronic backstabbing disorder. Continuity nods. Saying you once turned face because you were shocked to see a concussed man being forced to wrestle. Uh, uh, yeah, and saying that because you would put someone out with a concussion before... This, this was a nod to the continuity uh, of, of what you've done in the past. So that's why it was more meaningful. This is interesting. But that's, again, this is what I love about this site is you look at a story and you'll be like, here are all the different things that you used without even being Here's aware. Question, who takes the time to go look at that? Crazy freaking fans that yeah. will put in, I mean, people, dude, it's crazy. The site, it's like, it's, it's, it's like Wikipedia, but just for storytelling. Great great uh time waster but anyhow uh yeah we'll we'll test your bandwidth we'll see if we could do with you friday i think michael's gonna be here regardless i'm gonna be here i'm planning to make this happen uh that being said it's midnight on the east coast it's officially christmas eve you got anything yeah. else before we take this home Matt, and wrap it up no i'm taking my family my wife my son to hawaii to see her family she only sees them once a year um, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, very happy and healthy New Year. Thank you guys for, you know, 
Um, always tuning into our podcast. We have the best podcast, hands down. I will take that to my grave and battle anybody on that argument because <laughs> we do. And it's because of you all. You guys give us good feedback on what you like and what you don't like. If you didn't tell us you like some of the stuff that we chatted about, we wouldn't be doing this. We'd probably be listening to Raj and staying tuned into just the show. But we know you guys want more than that, so that's what we deliver. So thanks for the good feedback. Thanks for continuing to watch our show. And uh, we are nothing without y'all, and I mean that. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. So we're off Wednesday, back here on Friday. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, from all of us, all of you, whatever holiday you celebrate this holiday season, uh, whether it's Hanukkah, tonight's the second night of Hanukkah, have a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, or or if it's just, you know... Uh, third night of Hanukkah. Is it the third night tonight? I thought it was the second night. celebrated here in Longworth. We let, we let the third light of the menorah tonight. Why did I have... Well, maybe I I need to call my father the rabbi and yell at him for giving me bad information. Uh, you know, uh, maybe you celebrate Life Day, like in the Star Wars holiday special. Whatever you do, have a good one from all of us. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Hashtag PC Glenn.